unravel me with a melody you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears they're gone and I'm no You have chosen me, and your love has called my name, and I've been born again into your family. sing the second verse from my mother's womb and from my mother's womb you have chosen me your love has called my name and I've been born again into your family your blood flows through my veins and I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child you split the sea split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I can stand and sing. I am a child of God. You split the sea. split the sea so I can walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I can stand and sing. I am a child of God and I'm no longer Slave of sin. 
Precious Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, O Lord, for the atmosphere you have already created that we can be here and worship you. Declare to you, Father, that you are our best friend, the one who understands us, the one who leads us, the one who guides us, the one who delivers us, the one, Father, who protects us, the one who gave his own life for us. There is no greater love for a friend than to give his own life for the one he has loved. Father, we thank you, O God, that you have made us not only your friend, but also your bride. But you have made us, Lord, your child. Father, we can declare, Lord, not by our own means, but because of the spirit that we have received, the spirit of adoption that Christ, Abba Father, it's not, a, it's not a spirit of fear. It's not a spirit of shyness, of timidity. But the spirit, Father, of boldness that we can declare, my God is my Savior. My God is my Redeemer. I know that my Redeemer lives. Father, we glorify your name. We praise you, Lord. We come here with great assurance in our heart that we hear our prayers. You understand. You care for us, Lord. Let your name be praised, Lord. Commit the rest of the service in your hand. May you be with the speaker and the hearers, Lord. We come here to hear from you, Lord. We desire more of you. As Father, we usually say, our heart, our heart, our soul is thirsty and hungry of more of you, Father. There's nothing that can satisfy our soul than the voice of God. It is the voice of God that makes the difference, Father. It is the voice of God that makes the stabilizer go deeper, Father. Lord, we invite you once again this evening. Speak to our heart, Father, in Jesus Christ, and we pray. Amen. Amen. Brother John, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, musicians. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who are here and those who are streaming, it's always a great opportunity to be in the house of the Lord and um, just think about it, it's always an opportunity to be on this side, the curtain of time, and to worship the creator of heaven and earth. Brother Balaam says on the other side, we'll be worshiping, worshiping, but here we can also already start expressing our love, we can serve him, why not start on this side already? That's what we come to do, and those who can make it, just so grateful that you can still tune in and listen to the voice of God. Amen. I invite you to go to the Word of God. Psalm 37. Oh, Proverbs 25. Sorry. Twenty-five, verse nineteen. If you are there, you can say Amen. Amen. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. 
But we thank God that we have a faithful God. Amen. I'd like to read 20, Psalm 27, 1 to 6. And I'd like to speak this evening just a thought. Um, Brother had already expressed that thought and, uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe last Wednesday. But I would like, um, it was just on the same channel as well. Just want to, to share with you and talk with you this evening. I want maybe not preach, I hope not. I mean, not, but just share with you as a talk. Psalm 27, 1, 6. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Amen. And have your seat. The tremendous, tremendous portion of the scripture. As we hear it and we see it, it's part of what the prophet has preached, message, as we know, the message, the rapture. The prophet has preached that message, and he based his message on this scripture, on this thought, on Psalm 27. I'd like to talk this evening about in the time of trouble, in the time of trouble, he took his thought and based that on that, on that chapter, on that message, as you are listening to it. You might think um, that how, how it seems doesn't look like to relate it to what he's going to preach, because he's going to preach about the rapture. And we'll talk in the, rap, in the message rapture, talking about the message rapture, about the Christians, all of us as Christians, we believe in that message, we believe, we believe in the rapture, we know that an event that is going to come. But as we know, it's not only an event that is going to come. It, it, it is, yes, an event that has to come, but that's not only an event that has to come. There is a preparation in that event. You have already to be in that cycle of the, of the rapture, not only waiting for that event, yes, but you are already getting into that, uh, that cycle. Yeah. That you already could be in the spirit. You already be conditioned yourself in that. You're already walking in it, amen. And then the, the, the rapture is, is a revelation, is a walk. Is a walk with God. It's something that is it's a period. It's a process. Amen. It's something that's happening. Your soul needs already to be raptured. Then the body will follow. The soul already needs to be in the conditions. Amen. 
You already need to receive that revelation. The Lord is talking about. But as he's talking about the message, it would make like Psalm, let's read 20 Psalms, uh, Psalm 27. They say, no, I didn't mean 27 and read 20, 27. It, I didn't mean 27. I, mean, I meant 27. Uh, I didn't mean 25. I meant 27. <laughs> it's like saying there is an echo. I'm saying the same thing. <laughs> 25, 27. <laughs> It's not 25, it's 27. And he's explained that. So he really meant to read it, amen? So just wait to come and I start reading it. Why did the prophet have to read this? The prophet had to read this. And I just came and said, God, maybe it's because of this that the rapture is happening at that time. It has to be in the time of trouble. It has to be in the time of trouble, the same time of tumult, the time in that condition where sometimes people lose their focus on different things, but that's when something is happening behind the scene. And as a Christian, we have to be awake. As a Christian, we must not lose the focus. As a Christian, we have to remember that we are in Exodus. As a Christian, we have to remember that we have, you, have to, you have to have the token. As a Christian, you have to know that I have to be a warrior, amen. As a Christian, you know that that we are not, we are not going in a picnic. It's a reality. As a Christian, you know that you are a fighter. Amen. That's what is in that time of trouble, in that time of confusion, that time of things are happening. Remember that it is still the present happening time of trouble. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in John 16:33, says, These things have I spoken unto you that he might, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In the world you might have tribulation. The world things might not go different ways, but even in those conditions, remember that I have already overcome the world. Trouble may arise, and trouble should arise, actually. Trouble should arise, but even even when trouble arises, remember that they have already overcome the world. The prophet sometimes go even deeper. Says sometimes if you see the devil is not after you, maybe he already got you. If you feel that you are in a time of ease and time of relaxing, time of not taking care, everything is fine. Maybe it's a time to check up. It's time to realize what's going on. But also when you are going through that time of trials, it doesn't mean that God has left you. It doesn't mean that God has forsaken you. God is still with you. He wants to remind you even that time of trouble, there is a greater plan that is happening. There is a greater plan that is unfolding. Amen. If you look in the type, in the type as a prophet, you know that many, the rapture will happen in many, many, many times. It has happened in the past for individuals, but in the greater schedule, in the greater scale, that happened for the bride now. But remember, Enoch had, there was rapture. His one was rapture, was caught up. But in the time of Enoch, remember, that it was a time of wickedness. It was a time where people thought and imagination was already, already going towards things. It was the time, the conditions of Noah. The prophet, there's a prophecy, that same conditions, it's the same condition the time we are living in. It was a time where people were busy, it was a time where different things were happening, time of corruption, times of, I would say, time of politics, time of different things happening. But even in that time, Enoch walked with God. He got, Enoch was pleasant to God. Enoch had faith in God. Enoch was walking in that revelation. Things 
Priests were not distracting him. Enoch was staying in focus with God to the point that God said that Enoch pleased God because of the faith he had in the word of God. He pleased God to the point that God took him up. Let me take you as a bride. We are not going to take it up just as a way of escape and running away of things that is happening. It's going to come. It's going to take a relationship with God. It's going to take something with God in so relationship with being united with God that God will say, that's the time for my bride to come up. In this time of trouble, there is a bride that is making herself ready. Elijah was caught up in the time, thinking of this history, was raptured in the time where Jezebel and Herb were creating a lot of tumult going around. They were, they were associating, they were uniting, the time of uniting, time, it was the time of, of uniting as well. It was religion and the state were uniting. It was the time of Jezebel was putting pressure on the, on the believers. It was the time where the believers were being persecuted. It was the time where they couldn't stand on their ground. It was the time where they couldn't, they, they, some of them had to run away. Elijah at some point had to run away. But remember in that time, Elijah had another resource. Elijah, Elijah was walking with God. Elijah was in another economy with God. It has to be in the same way that the bride has to be in the, the bride is in the same economy of God. It's in a different economy of the economy of the world. The bride is in a different economy. It's the economy of God. Elijah's focus was the relationship with God. Even though that he was the only one. When God told him, no, there are still others, 7,000 that I still have with me. Remember, it requires a personal revelation, a personal walk with God in this time of trouble. Amen. It's the time of Jesus. I'm just going to the background here. Time of Jesus is the time of Rome, time of Pharisees and religions, different group, different trend, different things happening. But even that time, what well, I'm say, I'm paraphrasing here, so many people didn't even know that Jesus came and went. It was a time of so many things happening in the world. Jesus came, did his work, and he left. And the people didn't know what was happening. The rapture will be a secret for the world. Because many things will be happening, they won't pay attention to the some people who have disappeared. Because so many things is happening there and they can lose the focus. But there is a bride, this little flock, a little group that is staying on the promises of God, that is walking with God. Amen. Oh, we thank God to be that part of the people. Imagine when it will come in the time of the two prophets, the two witnesses, when it will come, when they will be killed. In the time of pestilence, it will be a time of trouble, trauma, different wars, and different things happening. It will be in the time that will be the fifth rapture that will, happen, will be happening. But let me tell you as we come back to our time, just want to make you realize that no matter what is happening in this time of trouble, you keep watching on the word of God. The, 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 the requirement that was given to the bride, the prophet says, as we'll be talking about the squeeze, and we're not talking about the squeeze, we know about that, talking about the squeeze, and there'll be a squeeze on the, on the bride, there'll be a squeeze on the people. Right after that, when we start feeling that, that should be taken away. But what he's giving as a recommendation is saying, watch the third pool. Watch the third pool. In its time of trouble, watch the third pool. 
Watching means it's not only watching you are looking with your eyes. It means you have your attention on the opening of the word. You have your attention on the word of God. You are feeding on the word of God. You are staying in relationship with God. You are praying, amen. You are walking closely with God. That's what you are watching. As you are watching on that, amen, that you will see it being manifested. It will be manifested in you. What will be manifested in you is not something from the outside. It is something you have been feeding on that will be manifested from the, out, from the inside to the outside. That in time of need, you will need a need. There will come need. There will become time of need. When a need arises, it's only manifesting the attribute of God. When a need arises, it's only to put you in a situation where you have to display what you have received. I'm just going to, to jump along the way. In the time of Elijah, Elijah, when he met that, that woman of Sarepta, or the widow of Sarepta, he didn't bring oil to her. He didn't bring the door, he didn't bring anything to her. He just brought the word of God to her. What she had, what she already had, once she believed in the word of God, then once she believed in the word of God, then what she had started being multiplied. Let me tell you, it's what you have that is going to be multiplied. If there is nothing, there is nothing that's going to happen. But if you have the word of God inside of your heart and believe the word of God, it will be the word of God that will come to make manifest. If the rapture happens in the time of trouble for the believer, what does the believer do in time of trouble? Just put it in the paraphrase here. Jesus had to believe one scripture concerning him. If thou will not leave, for thou will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Jesus had to believe in that word of God. And he took him for the whole journey in the eastern, the eastern side, in the east part when the sun was rising on the east. He had to believe that word for that word. And he kept him there to go through the trials. He has to go through the suffering. He has to go through all the different things. All that with one scripture in his mind, knowing that God cannot fail his own word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word can never pass away. Amen. He knew that the word of God, even one iota of the word, cannot, cannot fail. God is going to make his word come to pass. That's the attitude of the bride. She keeps her eye on the word of God. God can never fail his own word, no matter what is happening on the outside. The bride is being... Let's go back a little bit. The bride is being attacked. As in this time of trouble, David saying here, verse 2, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me in this, will I be confident. Notice that he's mentioning four things here that are going to attack. Staying about the enemies and foes that are summarized as the wicked. And though an host should, should encamp against me, then he's talking about war. I'll say this, if you allow me to say it. There is a parallel with what Paul mentioned in Ephesians, Ephesians 6, 11. 
It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the violence of the devil. Brother Ed read the scripture last time. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Remember here, if you have noticed here, there are also four elements that are being mentioned here. That the principalities, the powers, and the rulers of darkness of this world, and also spiritual wickedness in high places. Those things are not natural things, they are spirit. There are things that are happening in the realm that we can't see with our five senses in the flesh. But those things are happening. Sometimes we see the manifestation of them in the physical, but they remain the things that are happening in the spiritual realm. And what do you have to come? What do you need to have in order to fight those things that are fighting you? That are fighting you, whether you are aware of it or not, you're aware, of, or you're aware of it or not, those things are fighting against you. And we just see the symptoms of that and we see the manifestation of that. When sometimes you feel a desire in your soul to read the word of God or something that is coming to distract you, let me remind you, it's those spirits in the, in the spiritual realm that's trying to put you away for the what can give you strength to the soul. You don't see it, you don't see it, but by the manifestation of it, you can discern the spirit that is behind it. As a Christian, what responsibility you have to have is to discern those spirit. God has given you the word to be able to discern what's wrong and what's right. God has given you the, the, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit and the word of God in order to be able to discern what action to take and what decision to make. But thank you, brother, for the message of the preaching on Sunday evening. It's time of decision. It's time that you have to make. Every, every time that you are walking, there is a decision happening. It's a decision whether you make it, you go with God today. It's a decision. Some people come to that decision every time that they encounter a situation, they try to reevaluate that decision again. It's not time to reevaluate that decision to follow Jesus every time there's a situation that's coming. You make a decision once for all and you make any other decision align with that decision that you have already made, that you are walking with him. I want to get away from my thought here. My thought is, when you are there, you need to be able to discern what is right and wrong. But what is being manifested, you see, oh, that if, this, if, if you want to pray, it happens to you, it happens to me. Sometimes you feel a desire, you feel emptiness. Lord, I want to pray. I feel that I like to pray. But, oh, Lord, I, 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 Lord I, you, you put something else, or something has distracted you. What is distracting you is not the work of God. It's not the work of the Holy Spirit, the work of the devil. Sometimes you feel a desire to come to church. Sometimes you feel a desire to worship. You feel the different things. But if something comes and interrupts that, you have the ability by God's grace to discern that. That is not aligning with the word of God. God help me to move what is against your word of God and to align with the word of God. Because God has not made us defenseless in this time that you are living. God has given us the greatest weapon that can be given to a believer. It is the word of God. God has given us the greatest weapon that can be given to the believer. It's prayer, amen. God has given the greatest weapon to a believer. It's songs, amen. Remember the walls of Jericho fell down only because some people were singing. Sometimes you see that manifestation happening that you are losing the joy of salvation. Remember you have a great weapon. Let my joy be in the Lord. Amen. Yeah. 
The book of Joel talks about the insect that attacked the bright tree. If I just also put a parallel here, that which the palmer woman left and the locust eaten, and that which the locust has left had the canker worm eaten, and that which the canker worm had left had the caterpillar eaten. It's not four different insects the prophet has described. Thank God for the prophet. says it's not a different insect, it's the same insect. It's the same insect in a different development, in different stages, and it's being manifested in a way that the thing is eating on, the thing is focusing on. But behind it is the same spirit. Behind it is the same spirit, the same insect that's been manifested in different forms and different stages. Amen. The former one, if you just have to remind you as a believer, you know these things, but they're important to remind you, amen. He came along to destroy the fruit of the tree. The first thing that he likes to destroy is the love. Love is the first fruit on the tree. It destroys the love of God. It, 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 it destroys brotherly love. If you see that you are losing brotherly love, remember the spirit behind it is in the spirit of Palmer One. It is trying to destroy the brotherly life. It's trying to destroy the love of God. It is trying to destroy the joy of the salvation. It's trying to destroy the peace of God in your heart. Oh God, may you help us, Lord, to identify those things and to remove them. Amen. Don't let the enemy devour the fruit of faith in your life. Don't let the enemy destroy the fruit of faith. Don't let the enemy destroy the fruit of love. Don't let the enemy destroy the fruit of peace, of peace of joy in your life. Amen. Then the spirit of the locust do it eats, it eats, it destroys divine fellowship. Divine fellowship. The love of God and the divine fellowship. Don't let that spirit remove the spirit of desire for fellowship. Amen. Oh, I like my quiet time. I like to be alone. I don't know how to be. There's no problem. All oh, this time is so good. I can be just myself alone. No here, no man noisy. Amen. I'm just alone. It may be the spirit of fellowship that is the devil is trying to take it away. God, I don't want if there's anything that is not aligning with your word. Help me, Lord, to shake up myself and not to be awake so that I can come, Lord, and follow you. The spirit of canker worm attacks the bark. The bark is the covering, the religion, the doctrine. What are we standing for? The pillar of the faith. It is the pillar of the church. We see that happening now. A little bit of network or new social and they're happening. And people put in different things. You see how the standard is getting down into the message. Oh, message church. And different. you see that standard going down. You see how the high heels are coming back again. You see how the skirts are coming up again. You see all the different things. People don't, 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 are not ashamed to share the different, the, the position they are in. They don't even... That's not, my, that's not my focus for this night. But let me just put it as a parenthesis. Don't, don't let the standard go low. Don't, no matter the situation where you are in, don't let the standard go low. Keep the standard of the message the way it has to be. Amen. Don't let the things of the world try to crap in because you're at home, because you're in lockdown, because you don't come to church and you see the standard coming down. Even if you don't come to church, let me, I'm not encouraging that, but even if you're in your own house, in your own house, keep the standard of the word of God. 
what is the meaning that you can display the picture that you have in the condition that you are in is the same thing as you are walking in that condition outside. So it displays what is in this inside of your heart that is not correct with the word of God. Keep the stand of the word of God. If it's not something in your heart, let me tell you, let me tell you, I will encourage you, I urge you, let God put that desire in your heart to serve him with all his heart. Don't lose your first love. What is a caterpillar? It's a sucker. It sucks the life, the spirit, the life. The Antichrist spirit will come into the church and likes to come to the church and defies the church and make the church look warm, formal, and powerless. It's sucking the life, the life within. But we thank God that we have a promise. I will restore to you. There is a promise of restoration. There is a promise. There is a voice of God always keeps, uh, keeps saying, stay in line. Stay in line. Stay in line. If you're a little bit, a little bit, you feel like you're a little bit slow, a little, a little bit weak, let me tell you, come back. Stay in line. Stand up again. That's what Paul is telling you. You need to stand and stand. Amen. Amen. In a most deceitful age, God is having and will, ha- is, will have and is having the perfect bride. We also see the four, the four horse riders, the white horse rider for deception. The red horse rider, he came, low, he came there for persecution and tribulation. The black horse came with greed and abuse, symbolizing spiritual famine. Remember that statement, measure of a wheat for a penny, a measure... Three measures for Bali for a penny for symbolizing spiritual famine. And there is a pale horse rider that comes. The prophet says the pale horse rider, the combination of the other three. Combination of the white, combination of the red, combination of the black. There's all the spirit that come. And they don't come, they come there to attack the bride. If the spirit, if things are happening, the devil's purpose is upon the bride. He's trying to attack the bride. Like I said at the beginning, if he already has his own, he's not attacking them anymore. Just put them, make sure sure that they keep being blinded. But those are not his. He will keep attacking them forever and forever, continue to attack them. Now the bride needs to be also walking on the toes, knowing the word of God that she has received, that it is her only defense in this time. (laughs) Amen. We thank God that we have received the anointing of the eagle. The eagle anointing has the power to defeat the anointing of the pale horse rider. Remember, it's not a different rider. The sins has revealed that to us. We thank God. It's not a different rider. It's the same spirit behind it. It can take different forms, but you as a Christian discern the spirit behind it. And God has given us the eagle anointing to be able to go up and to look from up and see things that are happening before the strike. Amen. You have to defeat your enemy before the enemy defeats you. You have to be in the word of God. Because without the word of God, you can't have the ability to discern what's right and wrong. You might be blinded by the things that are happening. Different noise, different things happening. Let the voice of God make a difference. As an eagle, I always like that illustration of the eagle. The eagle's strength is being renewed every time. 
As the Bible says, those wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. When Brother Barnum saw that eagle and experience, that eagle was trusting on the wings that God has given him. Let me tell you, as a born-again Christian, you have to trust the word that you have received. You have to trust the Holy Ghost. I'm talking to those who are born again. You have to trust in the word of God that God has given you. You have to trust in the Holy Ghost that God has given you. The Lord is my strength and of my life. Think about the Lord is the strength of my life. Oh, as it's written, the Lord is the strength of my life. Now the version says, the Lord is my stronghold. The Lord is my protection. The Lord is my safety. The Lord is my refuge. In time of trouble, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my light and my salvation. <laughs> Amen. It is the light because when you are walking in darkness, you can be full of fear. But when the light comes, it removes all that fear. We have received the evening time message, which is the light for us. And it's removing all the fear. It's removing all the darkness. Walk in the light as a bride. Shalom to the bride because a new day has happened and you have to walk in your light. You, God is your salvation, is your portion. I think I mentioned last time, the other one time, salvation is not only that you was a sinner, you become a, the word in the, the sinner, you become a Christian. Salvation contains all the blessings that God wants to give you. The Lord is my salvation. Whatever you have need of, you can find it in the Lord because he is your salvation for healing, for needs of the house, for different things. Whatever you have need of, Come to the Lord. He is your light and he is your salvation. In time of needs, in time of trouble, is a present help all the time. Even when you are weak, he is strong. Even when you feel like you are weak, remember, he is strong. The flesh can feel weak, the spirit can feel weak, but the soul is not weak. As long as you are feeding upon the word of God, the soul is not weak. The soul is not based on emotion. The soul is based on the word of God. The Holy Spirit feeds only upon the word of God. I thought I would not preach, but I'm shouting here. Therefore, listen to what Paul said. 2 Corinthians 12, 10. Therefore, take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. It means when for, it's for Christ's sake, I can take pleasure in them. Oh. Because it's God's opportunity for his strength to be made manifest. It's an opportunity for his power to be made manifest. It's an opportunity for his grace to be made manifest. In the time of trouble, in the time where you are weak, then God is strong. I'm not talking now to the born-again Christians. The situation that you are in now, it's an opportunity for God's grace to be made manifest. Why? Because he said unto you, his grace is sufficient to you. No matter what you are going through, let me tell you, his grace is sufficient to you. For when your strength, the Bible says, for my strength is made perfect in weakness, most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen. Let the power of God rest upon you. The bride is relying upon the power of God. Amen. 
The word, the, 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 the bride is relying on God. So I'm just reading that quote of the prophet. was saying, national forces will put, will put the Jews back in the homeland. National forces will put the council, the council of churches in order for that to strike. But the bride, this will be the power of God to bring the bride up. I just said, praise be to God. I can rely on the power of God. Not on my strength, but on the power of God. The enemy will come. He comes in different forms. But God has lifted the standard against him as long as you stay behind the word. The Bible says in Isaiah 19, 59, 19, So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift him up as a standard against him. Let me tell you what the prophet says. We have summarized those things, but. Who is your enemy? But you see, whatever it takes to begin with, and whatever God gave them to begin with, that's what it ever remains. And tactics of re- reasoning is what Satan used, and that what he ever uses, reasoning. We know our enemy because any enemy, brethren, have let away from doctrine you see around here, but I've got to say this, prophet saying, any, any enemy that reasons against, or he says, any person, any church, any organization, any individual that reasons against one punctuation of God's word is your enemy. It takes the word to defeat the enemy. Just keep that in mind. Anything that keeps you to reason against the word of God is your enemy. Just like my heart right there, God. If there is anything that makes me to reason, and it can be a good reasoning. Not to think, we're just following the thought. But as we are going to these different things, different things happening, different noise, different things happening. But let's just just focus here on us again. Anything that reasons, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes reasonable and that different things. But if it is against the word of God, it is your enemy. That how it gives you the secret how to identify your enemy. If it becomes with good reasoning, it will make sense. And the different things, it made sense to Eve to understand what he, what he was saying. And let me tell you, 99.9, the devil was right in what he was saying to Eve. But it was not in line with the word of God. Therefore, it was the enemy. Although it made sense, although he was right, but that was not the word of God. And indeed, her eyes were open. Indeed, she discovered different things. Indeed, she discovered the secret of her life in the natural here. But that was not the word of God. Therefore, it was the enemy. May God help us. And always remember in everything, as you are reasoning, the battlefield for the enemy is the mind. That's where he likes to fight. It is in the mind. And as you recognize that, you become an overcomer. Once we come, as we know, as the 200,000 horsemen in the world, the 200,000 horsemen are unleashed. Let me tell you, they don't always come. They, they might not manifest to you as a Christian life, as in the physical realm. But let me tell you, it might attack your mind. It might manifest to you in your mind, in the reasoning. You need to stand behind the stronghold of the word of God. 
Oh, God, time is running. And the greatest enemy, let me just put it here. I don't like to put it on pressure. I don't know. I feel like, okay. I just want to put what Brother says, the perfect strength, perfect. The greatest enemy I got is yourself. The greatest enemy the prophet has is yourself. Let me just paraphrase and put that in comment. The enemy can't do anything if you don't allow him to do what he wants to do. You have the one who has to decide whether to do it, not to do it. Whatever it might come, you have the power to say no to the enemy. If the enemy comes, whatever he comes, in which form he comes, you have the power to say no. If the enemy comes in the form of lust, you say no. If the enemy comes in the form of critics, you say no. If the enemy comes in whatever form, you have the power to say no. If the enemy comes in the form of sickness, you have the power to reject that sickness and send him back to him. You have the power to reject what the enemy is giving to you. Amen. We should not open our mind to different things happening. You have to be pregnant by the word of God and close your womb to other different things coming to your womb. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. In the time of trouble, God has promised he, that he will bring, up, he will, he bring you in the secret of his tabernacle. No matter how you try to protect yourself, your real safest place is in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a hiding place, a abiding place, that you can walk in the presence of God and be hid from the things of the world. And you don't deal no anymore. You are soundproof. Hallelujah. The prophet says you are soundproof. That's the eternal security place. The hiding place is in Christ. In no whatever, no whatever you are going through, whatever you are going through, let me remind you the place that you need to be this night before you go to church, before you close the service at home. Remember, you have to remind yourself, God, am I at that safest place that needs where I needs to be in that hiding place? Am I in with you in that hiding place? God, make me soundproof to anything that is against your word. Because we are living in a time of astronaut, I'm jumping here. We are living in a time of astronaut. We need to be part of that place where you be hidden with him. I was just thinking that astrology, the astronauts now, they're in the space there. They're looking down here. Oh, that's earth. Oh, there's a lot of things happening on the earth there. Here we are safe. But they're not as safe as they should be. Because the real place that we need to be is in Christ. The real place where you need to be is in really in Christ. Amen. In this time of trouble, don't let my thinking be controlled by something else. Let my thinking be controlled by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The astronaut in space is in a hiding place physically, but it's not really in the place of safety. The only safe place is in Christ. To be set upon the rock in the secret of his tabernacle. Rock is revelation. There is only solid thing that I know will stand that the rock, Jesus Christ, receive a kingdom that cannot be moved. And this day when everything else is failing, we have a solid foundation, the Lord Jesus Christ. Come into it, friends. It's a shelter in the time of storm. What a marvelous thing. Amen. And of course... 
So I'm going through this sometimes. Oh, well, what do you mean that? What do you mean? Christ is the most safest place to be in. Prophet says, said it already, but I just wanted to read in the rapture. It says that to the church, the bride, the rapture is a revelation to her. It's revealed to her. The revelation, the true bride of Christ will be waiting for that revelation of the rapture. Now, it is a revelation, for the revelation is faith. You cannot have a revelation without it being faith. Faith is a revelation because it's something that's revealed to you. Faith is a revelation. Faith is something that has been revealed to you like it was to Abraham that could call anything contrary to what had been revealed to him as though it wasn't so. Now, faith, that's what faith is, is a revelation of God. The church is built upon a revelation, the whole entire body is a revelation. The rapture is a revelation to the brides as it was for Abraham. What Abraham went through, Abraham had to make decisions, but his decisions was based upon his revelation. Lot had to choose for what happened on the outside and follow the way on the outside, but Abraham had to stay with the revelation that God gave him. You have to go in that place. I have given you that land. I have given you that place. Whatever he was in the difficulties when he was leaving that place, went to a different place, then God had to remind him, you have to go back because my promise and my covenant, it is with you in that place. The place of resurrection, it is in that land. The place of resurrection for the bride, it is in the word of God. We don't rely on anything, we rely on the word of God. If any time of troubles, let me stand in the land of the word of God. Because that where is the power transformation, that where is the power of the resurrection. Amen. In the season of the rapture, in the season of the rapture, God has preserved that is in the secret. I will start preaching now. The seals are Christ. Give me a few minutes. The seals are Christ. The seals are Christ. The seals are Christ. And Christ is revealed in those seals. The bride is the manifestation of Christ. When you see the bride, why can you say the bride is the manifestation of Christ? Because when the prophet says, I'm paraphrasing here, when you see the wife, you see what the husband is. You see the desire that was in the husband. It's being manifest in the choice that he has chosen. And that wife is a representation, a manifestation of the desire that was in, in that man. Let me tell you, we are, we are the manifestation of Jesus Christ. The seeds have unveiled Jesus Christ. And we as a bride, we are manifesting Jesus Christ. Amen. We are the secret of Christ being revealed. In this time of trouble, there is a bride that is the sinner secret of God. You cannot impersonate the seed. Amen. We cannot impersonate the seed because the seed is the only thing that cannot be impersonated. Let me tell you, the devil cannot impersonate you. He cannot, try, he, can, he, can, he cannot impersonate the real you. Because you are a secret. You are a secret to him. He cannot see you. He cannot know you really. The devil cannot know you really. The real you, the devil cannot know it. The devil knows the things on the outside. He knows the weaknesses on the outside. But the real you, he doesn't know you. Because you are the seed of God, he cannot impersonate. 
The other thing can impersonate the way you talk and different things. You see people, the father, the son is talking like the father. This is the outside. But the real you is God. It cannot impersonate that. It's a secret. The prophet says, aren't you glad you are hid? A hiding place. The Bible says, for you must reckon yourself dead and your life in Christ, hid in Christ, and sealed away by the Holy Ghost. The devil couldn't find you if he had to. He just couldn't do it, you see. You are hid in Christ. Reckon yourself dead and your lives are hid in Christ, hid in God, through Christ, and sealed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. End of quote. In the ten virgins. You are hid in Christ. The devil couldn't find you if he had to. He just couldn't do it. You see, you are hid in Christ. Reckon yourself dead and your lives are hid in Christ and hid in God through Christ and sealed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Let me say to the devil, you are still a secret. Because you can see that, oh, there is something happening to you. This person is going through many trials, many difficulties, and different things. He's going to deny God. He's going to, you know, he's going to be happy. You know? But all of a sudden, you start singing when some song's coming up. You start praising the Lord when the word of God comes. Then the devil is scratching his head. What this kind of person it is? I thought I put too much trials on him, too much troubles around him. But that person is not there. That person is hidden in Christ. Is hidden the secret of Christ. That's where that person is growing. Remember in the story of Esther, let me just put a parallel. In the story of Esther, Esther was a secret all the time. Haman couldn't know the secret that was behind Esther. All the time he was walking, walking, coming in the palace and everything. He thought he had everything under control. The man is the boss of the boss. He thought that he had everything under control. But he didn't know the secret of Esther there. He didn't know the identity of that woman that was there. Let me tell you, the devil knows nothing about us. He put something about you, but you remember, God is going to manifest the attribute of God inside of you in order to raise up a standard once again. When the enemy comes like a flag, God shall raise a standard once again. You are that secret behind there. Then one time, came to the... Not all the story came on and everything came to the banquet the first time. He's wondering still in the city, what's going to happen. I think what's going, oh, I'm wondering what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Esther hold the secret. The secret was what her victory. You being in Christ is your victory. No matter what is happening here, I'm talking as a born-again Christian, and I'm talking to Christians. I'm not talking about science. I'm not talking about different things. I'm talking to the level of faith now, because that's my responsibility, to feed you with the Word of God that will give you faith in order to encounter anything that the devil will try to put on the way. God has put you into the secret. As you are born again, God has put you into the secret that the devil cannot touch you. And he comes the first time and the second time. He comes and then she reveals the secret. You know there is someone who's want to attack us and want to kill us. Who is that person? Is that wicked? Amen. <laughs> that wicked. Now he's surprised. Oh, oh I, di- I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that you were. I didn't know that you were a Jew. I didn't know anything. I didn't know. 
But I was all the time, this time, you didn't know that I was the queen. You didn't know that I was a Jew because I had a secret inside of me. Let me tell you, at that time, he was not begging to the king anymore. He was begging to the queen. He was coming to the queen, please, 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 because he understood that the desire of the queen will be the desire of the king. Let me remind you, as a bride of Jesus Christ, whatever you have need of, as you are in Jesus Christ, your desire is the desire of the king. You can walk with confidence and assurance because you are hidden in him. Praise be to God. And that's what the prophet says. Right in the midst of Satan Eden, God is raising a bride. In the worst of the worst of all ages, the most deceitful age, where all the spirits are gathering together, but there is a bride. There is an overcomer. There is more than overcomer because he has already overcome and you are walking in it. I believe, that is, I believe that Jesus Christ gave a blow to the devil, but I believe the bride has the final blow to the devil. The bride will be the one destroying, the continue to destroy the works of the enemy now because we are living in that time. We are in the hiding place revealing Jesus Christ. The prophet says, just go back up what I just said. Christ was manifested to destroy the spoken word, the original seed. Christ was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. You believe that? I can't explain all this. I'm just going to go through it just quickly. How? Hit this high place so you won't, you won't stay too long. Christ was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Is that right? The church says, eh? Amen. You don't believe that? That's why. What's the hymn? God's word. God's words which destroys the works of the hybrid, the devil. Is that right? He has done to do that. He was born to be that, to destroy the works of the devil. Now his body is to do the same. What it means to me, the body is you and I, because the body and head are the same. We are here to destroy the work of the enemy. What is your victory? God has hidden you in his pavilion. In the secret of his pavilion, that's where your strength is. In the secret of pavilion, God is developing the bride. As you are reading upon the word of God, as you are standing upon the word of God, the devil has no clue what is happening. <laughs> the devil, let me remind you, the devil has no clue what is happening. Remember the story of Moses here, just paraphrase. The story of Moses here, the, the devil was trying to destroy Moses. He knew that the promise is about to be fulfilled. He knew that after 400 years, they are about to come out, those people, because of the promise God gave to Abraham, they have to come out after 400 years. So let's kill all the men, because the men were the strength of that time. There was one who can, can go in war that time. Let's kill them, let's kill them, let's kill them. He knows that something is about to happen. He knows that in the time of trouble, rapture is about to happen. He will try to make different things happening around here, around here. But he doesn't know that he's working actually for the benefit of the bride. 
It's all that you will close the churches. Now every, every house has become a church. Let me tell you that many testimonies of people, oh, I don't work from, I work from home, but what God blessing that I can work from home. I'm blasting the message. I'm blasting the songs. I'm staying in the atmosphere. It's making the, the, inner word, the inner man to feed more upon the word of God. Whatever the devil is doing, let me tell you, God is working. But you as a bride, you need to align with the word of God and the plan of God. Don't be distracted by different things happening on the outside. Stay with the word of God. Use that as an opportunity to come closer to God. Time of troubles, either it aligns you from God or it brings you closer to God. The same way as coming to church. Either you come closer to God and when you go out of the church, you become further from God. The time of troubles, God can set those things to allow you to come closer to God. And if you're not careful, you go further back from God. In this time that of trouble, the first exodus that's happening and he's trying to kill all the men, God said, <laughs> I'm going to put man that Moses, first I'm protecting him when I'm put in that ark and he's watching over him, that little baby that cannot defend against anything. Think about it. It's beyond reasoning. Try to imagine a mother, what is, why were you going to put it in the, fe- in, the, in, the, in the river that is most infected and you put a child that is so defenseless, but she had a revelation. She had something. She knew that God has sent that son for the deliverance. God is going to protect that child in that time. He put a child in that place. And then, that, and then you know the story. And what God had to do, he took that same child, he put that behind Pharaoh himself. Hiding the child that is going to be a deliverer right there in the house that was trying to destroy the same child. Talk about our God. (laughs) Oh, when I think about it, I say, God, how great you are. The devil has no clue about what is happening. As a bride, we are just standing closer to you, Lord. Because your word can never fail. Like I said at the beginning, we are not going to heaven as cowards. We are going to heaven because we are more than overcomers in this last age. We pray and serve to the point that the enemy has to say, get out. We stay in prayer to the point that the enemy will say, you know, you are disturbing my plan so much. Get out. We're going to stay in proclaiming the word of God and testifying about the word of God to the point that the devil will be so tired of us. He put so many trials, but he's working actually in the plan of God. The same way that he was working in the time of Job. Of Job, he didn't know that he was actually manifesting the attribute of God in Job. We might have you, oh, I lost my job, I lost my job, and things. Let me tell you as a comfort, God is watching over you. He will give you a better job than where you were because God cares for you. Maybe you didn't have the courage to, you know, it's hard to, 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 to resign from yourself. I'm being here, I'm, I don't like my boss, but I'm, you know, you just see, but you, you hard. If I, if I resign here, what am I going to do? I can't, in the church, I'm missing church on Sunday, but, I, you know, it's hard for me to resign. This is my source of life. God says, I cut it. Oh, Lord, you cut my job, you cut my job. But, yeah, I'm working for you for a better job. You can come to church on time. You can praise the Lord. 
No matter what you are going through, let me just encourage you. He cares for you. Don't think, don't take what the enemy is trying to put on your mind. God cares for you. Even in this time of trouble we're going through. Just stay in the line of duty. God's army always marches forward. There's no retreat in it. No retreat in God's army. He doesn't have such. Just let me say this as I'm closing. If you're walking in the light, having fellowship with God, with his people, and the Holy Spirit is upon you, and you meet an obstacle right in the path of duty, don't stop. Just keep pressing on. God will make a way through it. That's one of the greatest experiences the prophet had is to see God make a way to whatever situation was as long as he was in the line of duty. When he can't get over it, the prophet says, get under it, get around it, or anyway, God opened up a way and I got through it. Somehow or another, his grace is sufficient to carry us through it. We are, and of course, to speak to the rock. Why Christ speak? We are also in our exodus to the millennium. Obstacles will come on the way. Don't be like Moses when he seemed to forget the reason why he was called. Now I just want to finish with that thought. Why Christ speak? Moses said, oh Lord, look upon, here comes Pharaoh. The people are, what must I, what must I do? See, isn't that just human beings? Yes, sir, begin to cry. Human beings begin to cry. What must I do? Here we see Moses expressingly, fully human nature. Always want God to get behind you and push you into something. Now that's us today. You want God after you have seen all you have seen, yet you want God to push you to do something. After all we have seen, after all the miracles we have seen, we have been, let me tell you, we have been prepared for this time we are living in. We didn't know that you would come this way, you don't come this way, but we have been preached and prepared and trained for the time that you are living in. The only thing is sometimes we don't, we don't realize we are going through the situation of Moses. What shall I do? What shall I do, Lord? We become, we become disoriented. But let me remind you, come back to the word of God. You will find where you will find your comfort zone is in the word of God. You want God after you have seen all you have seen, yet you want God to push you to do something. Moses has just laughed around and said, God, I'll, I'll go ask you, see what you say. Yeah, you say it. Well, all right, I'll say it too. But here God has ordained him for the job, proved what he was with him. And here he is, the circumstance comes up, and then he begins to cry, what can I do, Lord? What can I do? Now remember he had already prophesied here, for he said, these Egyptians that you see today, you'll see no more. Then immediately begin, begin to cry out, God, what can I do? After he done, done a pretty good job in prophesying there, you see, he then told them what would happen. If the word of God was in him, it was in him. Then he was telling that it actually come to pass. Yeah. 
What he said was already going to come to pass. Here he was crying, what am I going to do? I'm trying to get where he says here. Yeah. Here circumstance rose in a moment. What must I do? What must I do, Lord? Hey, Lord, what? Where are you at? Yeah. Do you hear me? What must I do? He had already ordained him and vindicated him, proved and worked everything through him. And here God, oh, fully expressing, man wants to rest and let God do the pushing. That's sometimes our attitude. Oh, I want to rest and God do the pushing. The God says, no, we have to work together. <laughs> you have to push. Sometimes you have to push. You have to push the rock. I'm going to make a deliverance. I'm going to raise you city. I'm going to raise Lazarus, from, Lazarus from, from the grave. But you have to push that also. You have to exercise a little bit of faith also. And then God will do the miracles. In many things in our life, you have to do. God, I want to put just my trust in you. I have to put something. Don't just say, oh, you know, whatever situation you're going through, oh, I just, I, I just rest. God will do something. You, God, I want to realize what you want me to do. Help me stay in tune with you. If you want something more from me, Lord, let me take that approach my heart, approach anything that is not yours, Father. Let use this circumstance that is rising up for your glory. I want to wake you up in the situation that I'm going through. Lord, if it's a situation that allows me to go more in prayer, Lord, let me raise you up. Let me wake you up. Because the same situation happened. The musicians can come. Push me not to go further. The situation sometimes that comes, the brother Adam will take as one example, he put in the awake Jesus Christ. As Jesus Christ was in that boat, they were just saying many testimonies, talking about many testimonies and different things happening, what happened at the revival meeting that was happening. But when the situation comes up, they forgot all the testimonies. They forgot all the different things. Let me tell you as a bride, Jesus Christ was in the boat. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ as a born-again Christian is in your boat. He is in the ship. He is with you. What you just need, no matter situation, Jesus Christ, I want you to wake up. You can calm the storm. <laughs> you can calm the storm. You can calm the situation. Amen. Do you love him? Amen. Don't lose your secret. The secret is in the word of God, in the word of truth. They're waiting for me, right? Sorry, just. Do you know that word, ancient words? I heard it. Which one? Ancient words. Um, uh, it's okay. But I heard someone thinking, I thought it was a. Um, have you any mountains? God specializes on things. Any impossible? You know that one? Yeah, sorry. You think about the situation you're going through, and no matter what, the God of the mountain, the God of the valley, still the same. God, any rivers you think are uncrossable, God, any mountains you can't tunnel through, God's 
promises and things thought impossible, and He will do what no other power. 